Today I want to speak on the faith life mandate. In 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse number 15, the NIV version says, If I am delayed, you would know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. The King James Version says, But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. This church is built on the truth of God's word. My assignment as your pastor is to teach and to train you so that you are grounded in the truth. Brothers and sisters, let me say something. There are those who build ministries around personalities. And then there are those who build ministries around the word of God or on the foundation of the word of God. I discovered that when you build a ministry around your gift sets and your personality, the church grows very fast. But when you are no more, the people do not know how to conduct themselves. And so the church goes into all sorts of excesses. And so when we were beginning this church, I made a decision to build this church on the faith foundation that the fathers have laid for us. My father in the faith, Reverend Dr. Anthony Kujo, when I joined ICGC, I was a cameraman. That's how I was introduced to the church. And I thank God for his life and his leadership. Church, it was not a cozy ride. But that man taught me one thing I'll never forget. My, my former boss, whenever we go to work for any company, any, any church, when we close, we'll be tiring and wait, and then we'll be scratching our head that the pastor should give us some money. So when we came to ICGC, he did it the first time, the pastor gave me so. So another time, I went to scratch my head again that I don't have money, he gave me. The third time when I went, he looked at my face and said, damn, me to have a family. Believe God for yourself. That statement would change my life. You see, I'm an Ashanti man. Proud Ashanti boy. I am very, very proud. So when somebody bruises my ego like that, I said to myself, this will be the last time I would ever beg any human being for any help. You see, whenever issues happen in a person's life, it is very easy for you to look at the thing from a negative perspective. But you can also use that as a trigger of faith for the transformation of your life. Am I communicating at all? Praise the Lord. And so most of the time people look at situations or experiences and they allow the experience to define their life. But the mandate of the faith life is that we rise above difficult situations and we become victors and not victims. Can I preach? In John chapter 3 verse 3 the Bible says, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In other words, there must be a transformation of who you are or else you will not have the full experience 
of the kingdom life. For us in this church, we call it the faith life. You see, many of us, when we come into the kingdom, we come in with all our inferior thinking patterns, and then we allow it to seep into our interpretation of the scriptures. But the Bible says that the scriptures cannot be broken. You cannot come into the faith and not live the faith life. And my assignment is that whenever you come to the deliberation table, whenever you come to the point where you have to make a choice, either to choose to live by faith or live by your feelings, you will choose to live by faith. You see, challenging times are common to all men. But what sets people apart is their ability to believe God even in the midst of difficulty. And so as your pastor, my assignment for this church is to build a strong faith foundation based on the word of God. So that irrespective of the storm, the challenge, the difficulty and the struggles you would face, you would rise above it and become victors not victims. The word deliberation is the process of establishing the will on a selected course of action. You understand me? You make that personal decision. This will be the course I will take. I will choose this one. You see, the Bible tells us that I said before you an open door that no man can shut. It says, I said before you, life and death. He says, choose life that you and your family. So whenever you are faced with difficulty, it is your choice that influences the outcome of not just your life, but generations yet and more. I like it to write. Number one, my thinking affects what? My present status. Number two, my thinking affects my problem-solving ability. In other words, when I come into the kingdom, based on what I am taught in the word, it must influence my thinking. Why? Because my thinking affects my present status. So when emotionally you are down, it's based on a thought process that is going on in your head. Are, are, are we together? Sometimes we overthink. And in our overthinking, we underestimate the ability of our God to intervene in our life. And so when we say the faith life mandate is the mandate of God to live above your current experiences. To trust God that this one too shall pass. Praise the Lord somebody. Hallelujah. My thinking affects my productive state. Yeah. That's why we call it the faith life. Because your thinking can affect your productive state. Your, your, your state of mind. I can either be productive or unproductive. It's dependent on your thinking pattern. Praise the Lord. My thinking affects my peace and security. That's how come, you know, I, I, this ministry is, is I, I changed the way I do ministry because I used to prophesy a lot. But I discovered that no matter the prophecy you give to people, when they face difficulties, when they face difficulties, they become very superstitious. 
And it is said that superstition is the religion of the feeble mind. They, they, they just give in. They, they struggle to maintain their confession and their faith. Are you listening to me? That's why Micah said, Rejoice not over me, all my enemies. For when I fall, I shall arise. That is a thinking pattern that although I lose, I lose my stability, I'll rise again. The word of God is a more sure word of prophecy. It is there to help us rise above the storm. Praise the Lord. And so, most of us, the way we think affects our peace and security. Why? Because what we fail to recognize is these four, these five key things. That Satan can initiate your thoughts. This will change my life forever. Satan can initiate your thoughts. You are there. He starts reminding you of some guy who broke your heart. Just around that time, a man had come into your life. He, he will begin to let you only see the flaws of the person. And you walk away. And to Satan who initiated. One of my, my very good friends. When the wife was pregnant, the wife had a dream. That the husband has left her. So he said, no, I will leave him first. So the woman was planning to leave the husband. First pregnancy, you want to go. So one day they were, they were talking, say, whoa, make Jayo pay. He said, I'm not I said, make Jayo. She was planning it. Then she began to have dreams. And yet, after many years, this same woman has a dream that she was in their church. And the pastor was doing wedding for the husband and another woman. So I went to call the guy's brother. That, and his brother was speaking in some language that I don't want. She said, when she woke up, she said, devil, this will never happen to my marriage. For when God blesses me, no man can shut that door. He said, by the time my husband woke up, I, I poured anointing oil on his head. I was making declaration over every part of his body. Your body is contaminated to every other woman. You will not go anywhere. Wow. So, Odi, oh, my vampire man. And I'm sad and I say, I want the devil to know. Was this not the same person that the devil has showed a vision before? Because your thinking can affect your peace and security. But when you begin to live the faith life, when you have a negative dream, when you wake up in the morning, you lift up your voice and say, There is now therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. I refuse to be defined by these negative thoughts. Hallelujah. Your thoughts can be sensory initiated. It can be what? Sensory. Your senses can initiate thoughts for you. Ah, you are there. You are feeling something about it. Hey, I am sure I have breast cancer. Who, who told you? Hmm, as for our family, when we start having this, then we are going to get high blood pressure. Who gave a patent? Your senses, mm, mm, this one, there. you know, mm, me when I have a dream, it come to pass, and it's only negative dream. See, your problem, we have to go and look for Elijah's bone and dip it in Zomi and pray for you because you need renewal of mind. 
So in the Christian faith, the Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. Someone say my mind. My mind. You see, society can initiate your thoughts. Please give me Colossians chapter 2, verse number 8. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. Colossians 2, verse 8. He said, beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. There are many of us, this is our challenge. We allow society to initiate it for us. But the word of God must be that which initiates your thought life. Hallelujah. Then yourself can initiate thoughts and desires. Yourself, you yourself, you can have thoughts. Hunger can make you have a desire. You can, you can be ambitious to be a houseboy based on hunger. Please, you have not seen anything yet. Hunger. And so most of the time we sell ourselves too short. That is why we come to faith life. Faith life is to stir up our faith in God to the degree that we can see beyond where we are. Is what? That we can do what? See beyond where we are. Praise the Lord. And then the spirit of God can also initiate thoughts. In us. How does God do that? It comes by an inner witness from God. But please remember that when God initiates the thought, it will not violate the word of God. So that I look at I look at Rudy's wife. Let's say I'm not a married man. I look at Rudy's wife, the way she has two dimples, and then she knows what's up. You know, she, she's very fashionable and nice. And so I come and I'm receiving thought. God is telling me that you are my wife. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a, a woman came to see me and said, Pastor, God has spoken to me. This man is married to the wrong woman. You need to pray for me and do prophetic direction. You know, they used to call me OD International. When it comes to prophetic direction, no friend my question. Do prophetic direction based on scripture. I can do things. So we noticed. God forbid. So I went to start. I was praying. I went on a fast. Praying to recalibrate and things. Then a thought came into my mind that what the woman is saying is a violation of scripture. That what God has put together, let no man put asunder. So if God has given somebody's husband, why must I pray that God should break it? That is in violation. So when you receive thoughts that is not consistent with the word of God, it is not God who said it. Praise the Lord, somebody. Ah, praise the Lord. You see, there are many of us, we make decisions based on the voice of human reasoning and logic. We have saturated our life with the voice of what? Human reasoning and logic. This is the voice that comes at the deliberation table. Whenever we are making a choice as to what the will of God is for our lives, we base it based on human reasoning and logic. Number two, we have saturated ourselves with flesh-pleasing voices. There are many of us, the voice we listen to is a voice that is flesh. It's only good for now. We don't want delayed gratification. It's the voice of feelings and emotions. Are you getting me? Voice of what? Feelings and emotions. That's what makes us make choices. 
when we say the faith life we are talking about the life that is that that you make choices based on the word of god you make decisions based on the word of god you see storms you you walk through the storm ah in job chapter 29 job said i long for days gone by when the the candlelight of god was upon my tabernacle when by his light i walked through darkness then i was reading on a scripture that god gave me when we're we're starting this ministry isaiah 45 where god said i will give you treasures in darkness so job said by the light of god i see darkness but i see a treasure in there your faith must cause you to step into darkness and pull treasures out of darkness. You go through difficult situations and you say, I will prevail concerning this matter. Am I communicating at all? It's so important for us to know these things. Amen? When you look at the voice of your feelings and emotions, sometimes you may not attempt great things for God. You look at your feelings, your emotions, you won't do. The scripture says, if you observe the wind, you will not sow. Brothers and sisters, the faith life mandate is a mandate of God for your life that you don't observe the wind. You sow in anticipation that faithful is he that has promised. The same will do it. I'm not communicating at all. This is the faith life. Someone say, this is the faith life. Are you, are you getting me? Yeah. But God wants us to saturate ourselves with the voice of the word of God. Psalm 1 verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He said he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So when I take a word from God and I believe in that word, the Bible says I am connected to the word like the way a tree is connected to a river. Huh. Do you understand it? It means I draw my source exactly from the same source. Look at the rest. Continue please that bringeth forth his fruit in his season look at the personal pronoun here he says he bringeth forth his fruit brothers and sisters you can bring forth your own fruit there is a season where you bring forth your own fruit that's why you must have faith in God because God's timetable is not your timetable Ah, the psalmist says my times are in your hands Child of God, your times are in the hands of God. Job said, all my days I will wait until my change comes. Am I communicating to somebody? Yeah. Praise the Lord, somebody. You see, so faith must arise in your heart. And you must declare, not based on your prevailing voice. But you must declare based on the word of God. Someone say the faith life mandate. You see, when you face a problem, you can face it either as a winner or a whiner. You know this week, this week, um, our sister AC was a judge, um, HR... Uh, 
leader of the year. Now, when she went for her award, on the day of her celebration, when she got up to go for her award and her team joined her at the stage, somebody stole both of her phones. They didn't steal any other person's phone, only her phone. You see, because the enemy has a way of diverting your attention from celebration to complaining. But when faced with problems, you can, you can face it as a winner or a whiner. Give me First Peter chapter 1 verse number 13. First Peter chapter 1 verse number 13. Wherefore, get up the loins of your mind. He said, be sober and hope to the end. For the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Huh? Jesus is the word. He says hope. Someone say hope. He says that get up the loins of, of, your, of your mind. In other words, he's saying that be grounded in your thought process. He said be sober. Don't be moved. Give me a different translation. A different translation. Translation. So prepare your minds for action. Be completely sober in spirit. Steadfast. Self-discipline. Spiritually and morally alert. Fix your hope completely on the grace of God. That is coming to you when Jesus Christ is revealed concerning the matter. Jesus is the word. So when Jesus, he, he says, focus on the word. Focus on what? That's why this church, we focus on the word. Huh? We focus on what? Yeah. We are not moved by what we see. We go through the emotions, but the emotions will not define us. We go through the challenges, but the challenges will not define us. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. He said, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. He said, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ. All this warfare we are in, the devil is looking for opportunity to raise his voice above what you know about God. Mark eleven twenty three. For verily I say unto you, that whatsoever ye shall say, that whosoever shall say, Unto this month, he did not say when you are old, he did not say when you're a pastor, he did not say when you're a bishop, he did not say when you're a prophet, he said, Whosoever shall say. So, when I'm faced with a difficult situation, ah, what I say is important. When I'm faced with a difficult situation, what I declare, why? Because my mouth lays possession of things. Write it down. My mouth lays possession of things. My mouth. My word? Am I, am, I, am I very fast? Am I preaching too fast? My mouth lays possession of things. He says, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Mark eleven twenty three, And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever 
He said, so when in the midst of difficulties when your husband is misbehaving, and he said, hmm, this marriage, it will be a divorce, it will be a divorce. You will, you will lay possession of it. Yeah. You see, brother says, he says, whatsoever, whosoever, he said, whosoever, whatever you want, whatsoever it is. So in this kingdom, there is no limit to the possibilities of God because my faith releases, activates, which my faith releases, activates, and lays possession of anything I desire from God based on his word. So if you will not stop confessing what you are believing, that even in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of challenges, you are still believing God for it. Ah, it shall be yours. You see, so I have to watch what I say because I take the thoughts of what I say. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 31. It says, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. Next verse. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So he's telling us that there's a right way that we, 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 we find God. And he says, go to the, the verse 32. Two. He says, therefore, take no thought. No, verse 31. 31, please. It means that whatever, when that thought comes into your head and it's not consistent with scripture, don't take it. Don't take hold of it. Don't claim it. Mama, when your leg is paining, you don't claim it. You see, faith is not avoiding the facts. But faith is overriding the facts with the word of God. Faith is what? It's not avoiding the facts. It's what? Overriding the facts with the word of God. Yeah. So when the doctors tell you something, it's good they said, but don't take thought. In other words, don't claim it as your own. Override it, superimpose it with the word of God. By aligning your confession with what God has said. Proverbs chapter 18, verse number 20 to 21. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. I didn't write the Bible. It is yours. Please, got it. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Brother, what have you been saying? Do you know how we get nice girls? It's by our mouth. You negotiate by words. So the, she, the dignity of your life and the quality of your life will be dependent on the engagement of your mouth. The quality of your life and the dignity of your life, it will be dependent on the engagement of your mouth. The moment you feel you are comfortable, you can never grow again. But when you begin to desire for great things, God will make it happen for you. Hallelujah. Huh. Hallelujah. And so all of us will come to the vetting moment in our lives. Vetting moments are, are moments in time where you need to choose to either believe in the word of God or in your prevailing circumstance. What you saturate your heart with comes out in moments of trials. That's why the scripture says, guard your heart for out of it flows all the issues of life. Because you come to vetting moments. Yeah. 
where you choose either to endorse God and his word or endorse and acknowledge your feelings. Then we have the voicing moment. We have what? Number one, vetting moment. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two, we have what? The voicing moment. Give me Job chapter 22, verse number 28. The, the voicing moment. Voicing moment. Voicing moment. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. I want everybody to look at this scripture critically. Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto who? You. And the light, so there's a light. In the book of John chapter 1, the Bible says, And this is the light that lighted every man that walks on the earth. So there's a light from God that must light your path. The scripture says the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth brighter and brighter unto a perfect morning. But that light only shines when you voice it. When you do all. So when you come to your choking moment, moment in time where you feel like giving up, moment in time where you feel like accepting the facts, not the faith. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? So there are moments where we accept the facts, not the faith, not what God has said. Those are choking moments. You feel like you are choking. You feel like you are losing strength. In those moments, you must voice. The choking moments are voicing moments. They are what? Voicing. Yeah, you voice it. You do what? You voice it. I refuse to be like this. Ah. This semester, I'll be the first in class. When you talk to my son, I love my son. When you talk to my son, I say, I'm a very smart boy. I'm a very intelligent boy. When you come to choking moment, voice. Someone say, I will voice. Job said what? Job 22, 28. Give me the scripture quickly. Please. Thou shalt also decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee. And the light shall shine upon thy Ways, it's not way, ways plural. Then there's a volition moment V O L I T I O N. What it means is you see, this is it is the determination of my will to determine a plan to act also upon it. Is what is what to determine it and to act upon it. I made the decision and I'm acting on it. You will come into that moment. Someone say, I'll come into that moment. Job 22, 28. I want the amplified classic version. You shall also decide and decree a thing. And it shall be established for you. And the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. The light of what? God's favor. See, it did not say that it was God who gave you the word. It was not a prophecy. You made a decision. But because you kept speaking life into that situation. He says that God will cause light of favor to fall upon you so that you will be able to actualize that which you are believing God for. That is why brothers and sisters, when we started this church, I began to declare scholarships, scholarships. (laughs) Oh, traveling is not a problem. We release it. House it. We release it. Now church members are building houses. They are moving in rough. You receive your own portion. You receive your own doors. You receive your own elevation. You receive your own honor. You receive your own open doors. 
Somebody shout, I receive it. Praise the Lord. So this one, you, you what? You, it, it is your will. Your will to determine what you want. That's the volition moment. Ah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Then we have what is called the value moment. Is what? what? You, you see, this is how you manage your thinking patterns. This is how you manage your thinking. You come to your value moment. That is when when the devil starts dropping thoughts into your mind, you ask yourself this question, will this thought add value to my life? Will this dream add value to my life? Amen? Will this add value to others? How will this thought that I'm entertaining affect my Christian life and that of those who are around me? We call it the faith life mandate. You are not living just for yourself. You are living beyond your life and so you exercise your faith so that your faith can affect your family she because all of us will come to the variation moment variation moment this is where i can cut it mid-course so that i can improve the results of my thought process in other words when you are doing something you are valuing it is this thing working is this one working you have been putting up a certain attitude and lifestyle in your marriage is it working people come to me and when I, I, I'm doing counseling they, they get offended they get, people don't like my counseling at all because when you come I will ask you a number of questions and you will get angry you know why you get angry because most of the time we think what we know is the right thing but if what you know was the right thing why is it giving you problems you see child of God when you are faced with difficulties don't allow the circumstance to define your life don't this thing called faith does not exonerate you from challenges and difficulties ha huh? faith is actually a muscle the more you exercise the better you get at it yeah. you sleep and wake up no fasting no prayer no bible study and you say god why not me Uh, compare yourself to somebody who is not sleeping at night. I want to pray for a businessman and wife. They have money. It's not, it's not your, it's not hundred thousand money. I want to prophesy to them. And I give them a prophetic word that they must sow a certain seed. So I saw some numbers. So I thought the zeros were too much because I, I underestimated them. So I said, oh, maybe be in this zone. He said, no, no, no. Yes, it's true that we are going to sow a seed on, on November so, so and so in our church. But the money you are mentioning is chicken change. We are sowing in millions. We are sowing what? Mm, Rudy, how many? We are sowing how many? And yet these people who are sowing millions, they are fasting every week. According to the person who introduced me to them, when you go to their house before 9 a.m., they will mind you. They are in a room praying. They only come out after 9.30. What you want to wear? Did you know who are yet to trade? Who you ask God? Why not me? I'm waiting for a blessing. What show they do? The people who have money are fasting. They are praying, and I'm talking about night and day. They pray in the morning. They pray in the night. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Now let me. Then we have the victory moment. This is the shift moment in your mindset. Is what the victory moment? 
Victory movement, it doesn't happen when the, the, there's an outcome of the possibility. It's the moment where you choose to believe. Against all odds, you do what? You choose to believe. It is my prayer today that we will believe. I believe that every vision, I believe that every promise of scripture, I believe that every prophecy that God gives you, every promise of scripture is accurate. I believe that everything that you need to produce results, the abundant life in Christ, God has already put it in his word. And as you engage the word of God, that prophecy, that word of God, that promise of God will come to pass. Somebody say, I believe it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, somebody. I want to end with this statement. There was a jigsaw champion who was asking about how he stays cool and calm while putting the jigsaw together. And this was his answer. He said, if you are going to put a puzzle together, you have to believe that the picture on the box is accurate. Number one. You say what? If you are going to put a puzzle together, you must believe that the picture on the box, you know, uh, uh, the jigsaw puzzle, they always put a picture on the box. He says you must believe that number one, it is what? Accurate. Number two, you must believe, he said you have to believe that all the pieces to make the picture are in the box. All the pieces to do what? To make the picture are in the box. Number three, he says, you have to believe that all the pieces have a part to play and fit together to make the picture. You have to believe that what? All the pieces have a part to play and fit together to make the picture. And number four, you have to believe that giving enough time, you can put it together. That giving enough time, this is what I believe. Number one, I also believe that every promise of scripture, I believe that every prophecy, that every vision is accurate. Every vision you receive based on the word of God is accurate. I believe that everything you need to produce the abundant life in Christ, God has put it already in his word for your life. Number three, I believe every prophecy, every promise, every principle of God's word, it fits together to bring to pass the will of God in your life and in my life. Number four, I believe if just giving enough time, my healing will manifest. Your healing will manifest. Your peace will invade your life. Every promise, every prophecy will come to pass. Faith Life Church. I believe that this church is a church built on the promise of scripture. I believe that this is a church built on a sound biblical foundation of God's word. And therefore I see a church so attractive and so refreshing that the building struggle to contain the increase. I see a church where the people have found a relationship with God instead of religion. Where living for God is no longer an obligation. It's a heartfelt desire. 
And every member is an extension of the hands and feet of Christ. That means every member is a minister for God in the marketplace. I see a church where people are continually taking steps in their spiritual journey towards becoming fully devoted followers of Christ. I see a church where the word of God is our ultimate source of wisdom, instruction, counsel, and not the philosophy and the reasoning of men. I see a church where members are not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine or by every circumstance. I see a church where members are word practitioners, where the members take the word of God as preached, obey, and do it as they become agents of transformation in their immediate environment and ultimately become change agents of the world. I see a church that is missional in nature, where soul winning and church planting is our supreme task. I see a church where God uses ordinary people to serve the people of our city so that they in turn would open their hearts to God. I see a church. Where we are so committed to raising, training, empowering leadership for the next generation. Where church planters and pastors will go from this place and change their world and make a difference in their world in the name of Jesus. I see a church that would outlive and outlast me. A church that after I leave savage wolves will not be able to come among us to destroy us. A church that after I leave false teachers will not rise from this church because the members will be discerning enough to know the truth from falsehood. This is the church I see. A church, many rooms, different locations. Making a difference in our world and living the faith life. Wherever you are, like you to close your eyes and pray. Stand to your feet, close your eyes and pray. Lord, I want to be part of this church, the Faith Life Church. I want to be part of this church, a church that our thinking is shifted, where we become difference makers, change agents in our world. I'd like you to pray right now. Father, I want to be part of this church. Do you want to be part of this church? Where you go into chieftaincy and you make a difference. You go into government, you make a difference. You go into education, you make a difference. You go into commerce and business and entrepreneurship and you make a difference. I want everybody to pray. Lord, I want to be part of this church. I want to be part of this great church. Wherever I'll go, I know that I'm a missional Christian. I'm there on a mission. We are on a mission to make a difference and to teach our world how to live the faith life. Wherever you are, in Oyarifa Church, in Germany, in London, in Sweden, and across the nations of the world, would you open up your mouth and pray? God, I want to connect to this vision. I want to connect to this assignment. I choose to believe. I choose to live the faith life. 
I choose to trust God irrespective of my circumstance. Pray right now. Spirit of the living God. I thank you for the church I see. I thank you for the church I see. I thank you for your assignment. I thank you for your grace. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Open up your mouth and pray. Father, I want to be part of this church. Lift up your voice and pray. Father, I see a global church. I see a global family. One house with many rooms. Outworking a unified vision. I see a church apostolic in calling. Visionary in nature. Committed to boldly imparting millions for Christ in significant cities and nations throughout the world with the greatest message that Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Living the cause of Christ. I see a church that champions the cause of the local church. Everywhere. Encouraging them to be all God has called them to be. Unique giftings. Serving the body of Christ. Open up your mouth and pray. God, wherever I find myself, I will serve my generation. I will serve my generation. I see a church that refuses to be content with the triumphs of the past, but is constantly looking towards the future, filled with a vision that inspires and influences many, stirred by a passion to please God and Him only. Open up your mouth and pray. God, I want to be part of this church. I want to be part of this church. I see a church big enough to dream on a global scale, yet personal enough for everyone to find their place and contribute their quota. Open up your mouth and pray. Holy Spirit of God, I pray that I'll be part of this great church, that you will use me for your glory. My life will bring glory and honor unto you. If you are listening to me and you've not given your life to Jesus, may I encourage you to give your life to Him. Whilst you are praying, healings are taking place. Wombs are being opened. Somebody, you have a pain, a growth in your tummy, you are being healed. Somebody, you have a waist pain, you are being healed. Miracles are happening all over the place. You want to pray this prayer after me? Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life forgive me of all my sins be my lord and personal savior thank you that my sins are forgiven and my name is written in the lamb's book of life thank you for grace thank you for mercy in jesus name lift up your hands begin to talk to god i see a church that is constantly innovative a church that leads the communication of the timeless message through media, film, technology. I see a church. A worshipping church. Whose songs reflect such a passion for Christ that others sense his magnificence and presence and power. A church that inspires faith. Open up your mouth and say, Lord, release grace upon me. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Help us to be who you want us to be. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah.